This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. So glad that you are here today as we're coming to you from Angel Stadium as Camp Halo has gone under the lights. Yes, the Angels are playing night games now in their intra-squad scrimmages. There's just a lot of good things uh, going on in camp so far. I tell you what, been really encouraged by Shohei Otani, who just pitched uh, earlier this week for the second time. He had some command troubles that first time out. We learned later he had a little bit of bag stiffness coming out of that, uh, and it was also you know just uncomfortable for him facing Angel teammates. Well, he was much better that last time out, and uh, he continues to progress, and he's been hitting in a home run earlier this week at the plate. Shohei Otani uh, is getting real close, and there's a, a, a reason why there are a lot of people that say Shohei Otani could be an MVP candidate here in 2020. Uh, the reigning MVP in the American League, the three-time winner of that prestigious honor. Mike Trout hit a home run earlier this week as well. We're seeing the Angel Bats uh, really look strong, and that was to be expected. Everybody knows how good this lineup is. I think Joe Adele's bat has been really strong, as he had a couple of extra base hits uh, just the other day here in camp as he tries to earn himself a job at the big league level. You know, Joe Madden was kind of talking a little bit about Joe Adele, uh, saying that you want to be patient and you want to make sure that you know when you bring him up, he is totally Totally ready. I think Joe Adele's bat, uh, if it's not ready, it's really close to ready. He's got work to do in the outfield. There's no question about that. Uh, he's had a, you know a few mistakes out there, as any rookie would. Uh, but again, I, I think that part of it too is just you know being patient with him, knowing this guy is going to be a superstar. You know when does that. You know, when do we start to see that at the major league level? Well, time will tell. But for right now, uh, his bat looks really good, even if he, he does have a few things to work on as far as the outfield. But I, I think we can really like what we've seen from Joe Adele. Brandon Marsh is back in camp. Matt Theis is back in camp. Patrick Sandoval's back in camp. Uh, this is all really good. Jared Walsh as well. All these guys are coming back. So uh, that's been great to see uh, here for the Angels at Camp Halo. And the pitching is an area, too, uh, that I know a lot of 
people talked about, you know, coming into this season. All right, well, how good is the Angels pitching really going to be? Everyone knows the lineup's going to be good. What about the staff? Well, the starting rotation, uh, a couple of pieces have looked strong. I mentioned Joey Otani, but Griffin Canning and Dylan Bundy each went five innings earlier this week, and they struck out eight apiece, so they look really good. I really like what we've seen from Matt Andres. The same day that Shohei Otani pitched, Matt Andres went uh, five innings, gave up just one run on three hits, and that was against the varsity Angels. That was facing Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon and Albert Pujols. So, yeah, I, I was really pleased to see that, and looks like Matt Andres is probably going to be a part of the Angels rotation when the season begins. But I tell you, one area that a lot of people seem to be forgetting about is the bullpen. And I think this bullpen can be outstanding. Not just Hansel Robles, who was really good last year. And gosh, there was like a three-month stretch last year. You could argue that Robles was a top three or certainly a top five relief pitcher in all of baseball for a large chunk of last season. But you bring back Ty Buttrey. And I think if you if you use Ty Buttrey in a little different way than he was used last year, I think that could be to his benefit. Keenan Middleton looks really good. He's throwing really hard right now, and he seems dialed in. So that's a good sign. The Angels have Brought in a couple of relievers too. Mike Myers. Uh, it's it looks like it's Mayers. It's pronounced Myers. He's going to be uh, a really key piece. I think Ryan Bookter that the Angels got from Oakland, the 33 year old left hander. I think that he is a lefty specialist. He is so good at getting out left handed batters. I know that this year the rules are a little different. You don't really have true specialists anymore. But man, Bookter's really good at getting lefties out. He's going to be a major piece. And I think Jacob Barnes could be outstanding as well. You know, I tell you, Jacob Barnes has really good stuff and his career MLB numbers are are decent he struggled last year had a high ERA in 2019 and you know the Angels pick him up and if he can be like what he was before 2019 um, maybe even better because his stuff is real and he's had a really good camp that was a name that I didn't know a whole lot about coming into camp I know it now I think I think Myers and Barnes could be difference makers in this Angels bullpen so I'm excited about the pen I think it's going to be a lot better all right coming up on this show which we're going to get to in just a moment we got the vp of stuff he goes by bussy tim bus the angels uh, strength and conditioning coach but he, he's he's known as the vp of stuff that's been the name that joe madden has given to him you see joe wearing the vp hats on his zoom calls mike trout wore one during one of his zoom calls so that's uh, going around people are familiar with the vp and he is in many ways like the court jester of this clubhouse but And also, in other ways, he is a really valuable piece. And I talked with Joe Madden just about what Tim Buss brings to the table. He's unique. He's very, he's unique. He's, um, uh, first of all, he's, he was a good baseball player. So he's very helpful on the field. He's outstanding on the field. Um, just helping out in pregame, things like that. He's also a strength and conditioning coordinator. He's done that for many years. And beyond that, he's one of the funniest guys in baseball. So, He's glue. He's absolute glue. He's, uh, he's Elmer, you know, he, he brings things together. Um, you ask any player that he's been around since he's been doing this, just say bussy. What do you think of bussy? Just say it to anybody that he's been around and they're going to smile and they're going to say how great he is and how much they love having him around. Uh, and I, I kid a little bit, you know, I'm talking about him being the quality assurance coach. Now the VP of stuff, I, I can't even begin to tell you how helpful he's been through this whole thing. It's um, he coordinates and, and uh, organizes so many things that we're doing via zoom um, among the players, the coaches, um, 
he's very, very highly organized young man. And he was like, I saw the same qualities as a strength and conditioning coordinator with the Cubs. So um, the guy, the guy kind of has been, been held back as far as I'm concerned. There's a lot of things he could uh, do beyond what you've seen him do to this point. And, and a lot of it, um, he's very bright. And, um, and again, his sense of humor um, is extremely sharp. And uh, any player that he's worked with will defend him to the death. They will always have his back. Um, he's different, man. Every team would love to have one. Great stuff there from Joe Madden. All right, now let's get a chance to hear from Bussy as we had a conversation just a few hours ago. Joined now by the VP of Stuff, Tim Buss. He is like Joe Madden's right-hand man in everything. 18 years with the Cubs, and now he is with the Halos. And, you know, if you're seeing some photos around practice scrimmages and whatnot, he's the guy with the cutoff shirt and the shorts, loving on life, and it's obvious. And we're excited to have Bussy with us right now. Tim, appreciate that. And uh, maybe you can explain first, what does it mean to be the VP of Stuff? First off, uh, Southern California, what a beautiful day, beautiful place. I'm having a ball. Thanks for having me on, Trent. Um, VP of stuff. That's, I think we're all our own VP of stuff, to be honest with you. Um, whatever I can bring to the table, um, that's what I do. Um, whether it's helping uh, the clubhouse guys, the, the medical staff, um, whatever I can do to help out the organization and uh, help us win. I'd like to know a little bit about your time in Chicago because you worked for a ton of different managers, and, and that's pretty rare in baseball. And then uh, stick with Joe Madden here, uh, you know, the last manager you were with in Chicago and now here with the Angels. Uh, just what, what is it like, um, you know, spending that much time in one place and just seeing so many changes that can happen through an organization? Well, I was so lucky because I started out in uh, 01 and uh, had Groove, Don Baylor, as our manager, and Renee Latchman as our uh, bench coach. And, you know, you can imagine they broke me in uh, very well. If it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have been able to stick around that long. But I was just really fortunate to be able to um, be wrapped around such a great group of people. Um, there were people came and, and went, but, um, you know, I hung on and enjoyed myself. And uh, what a beautiful city Chicago is. I know that your expertise is in strength and conditioning and whatnot, and, and also, like you said, just helping out any way you can to help the team win. What's your baseball background like prior to your time in Chicago? Oh, absolutely. Here we go. I'm uh, from Newton, Iowa, high school Hall of Famer. Aren't we all, right? And, uh, <laughs> and I played, uh, played some college ball, um, Ellsworth Junior College, Iowa Falls, Iowa, and then transferred to Iowa Wesleyan. And... Um, you know what? Um, I was I was a decent college player, but at some point, um, as a grown man, we all just realized it's probably not our calling. And uh, I grew up a huge baseball fan. I would I would watch baseball every day. The Cubs on WGN, go out and play. I'd run through the lineup, and then um, come back in and uh, do it over again every day. Awesome. We get a chance to talk with Joe Madden pretty regularly here on the air, and, and every day he, he's talking to the media. So I feel like we've gotten to know Joe uh, pretty well. But I would like to know your perspective. What's it like working for Joe Madden? Uh, what's the, you know what, Joe allows you to be yourself, um, wants you to be yourself, and um, 
opens you up and just lets you be free. And uh, I can be me. And I think the players feel that. And they, um, it, it's just such a refreshing um, place to be when you're with Joe Madden every day. I tell you what, one of the things, that, look, I love baseball. Part of why I love baseball is that it's just fun, and you can have a chance to enjoy it and relax and, and play the game. And I know that that's something that you like to bring uh, to the organization, whoever you're a part of, and just having fun. Um, just where does where does a lot of that come from? Just in terms of uh, wanting to bring that joy to the field every day. You know what I, I realized? Uh, you know, it's 162 games uh, during a normal season, and that's a lot of that's 162 team stretches that's 162 of a lot of things and sometimes you just got to break up the monotony and uh it's i'm very comfortable being uncomfortable and um i think that that helps out in a lot of ways to to break it up you know what um going out there every day here we go uh my goodness we got to stretch at four o'clock and you get the people kicking rocks that come out there why can't we make everything fun you know, baseball is fun, just like you said, Trent. So let's make everything fun, baby. Let's have fun. Let's open it up, be ourselves, be free, and enjoy. And it just so happens um, when you do that, uh, it brings on winning. No doubt, and that's such a huge part of it. And it's cool to see uh, some of that, you know, in this organization. Look, the Angels, you know, have a little bit of a history of you know being some pranksters. You know, Mike Trout has pulled off some pretty good pranks. They had a great one on uh, Garrett Richards a few years ago when Cole Calhoun was here, and uh, you know we saw Justin Upton and Trout uh, pull the, the fake snake on Harold Reynolds. I'd like to know what kind of a role you play in uh, some of the pranks that happen in this clubhouse. You know what. Uh... We'll, we'll see what what happens as we kind of go through the season. I I'm I really try and give some of the players um, their space and just allow myself uh, to be me. But I really enjoy the um, powdered Kool Aid in the uh, tennis shoes on a hot day, and then um, next thing you know, you take your socks off at the end of a sweaty day, and uh, you're your feet are completely uh, green and you can't get that green off for about a month, Trent. Um, <laughs> also, I, I'm really, really into the uh, bubble gum on a hot dugout floor and everyone walks around like Spider-Man after a while. And um, guys really get upset. I don't understand it when they're trying to win a ball game and they've got gum all over the bottom of their cleats. That's awesome. And I, I, I'd like to know, too, just, you know, what has it been like for you getting to know some of the guys in this clubhouse and, you know, knowing them on a, on a really personal level? We all see what they do on the baseball field, but you're with these guys every day. What's this clubhouse like? What a, what a really good group of guys. I've never, uh, fortunately, I've, I've uh, been around one clubhouse uh, my entire career. And to come here, I can't imagine a better situation to walk into and be around these guys, just amazing, super duper human beings and um, such, such really good guys, caring guys. And uh, like I said, I look forward to uh, planking them and uh, keeping it loose. (laughs) Well, Bussy, we saw that you got replaced uh, the last couple of days when they brought real umpires and to do some of these uh, scrimmage games, but in calling some of the balls and strikes, what kind of grief were you getting from some of the guys on, uh, on some of your decisions there? (laughs) 
Well, I was doing a lot of makeup calls, and uh, I got to tell you, let's let's look at some footage. This, uh, I think, I only missed maybe one or two calls, Trent, and uh, it went in the favor of the hitter. Um, so, uh, Mickey Calloway, who is a beautiful human being, by the way, um, our pitching coach, um, he, he was on me a little bit because uh, I might have missed a couple uh, pitches right down the middle uh, to some big names uh, like Albert and Michael and Shohei. So um, it's uh, I, I really enjoyed myself. I could see the ball. I could see the pitch. I might have missed my calling. Well, you, I thought you did a pretty good job. Now, it is hard to say. It's, it's easy to say you did a good job when I'm sitting all the way in right field in the press box there. Uh, but I was keeping track of balls and strikes on Shohei Otani. And uh, then I, about halfway through, I started to realize, uh, you know, you know, Bussy's doing a good job. But, I mean, come on. It's <laughs> – yeah, so you know what? I had to wait on those guys. I had to wait for the – didn't want to ring them up. So what I would do is I would kind of sit there, and if they walked out of the batter bo- batter's box, i go, gee. <laughs> and then much, I would ring them up. I was gonna, how much effort went into the ring-up? Because, I mean, that's part of it, too. And, you, you know, you come on, you know the umpires that like to be a little showy. Um, <laughs> I, I was, I was kind of – you know, we saw a little bit of theatrics from you. Absolutely. I love it. I mean, I think our – our whole lives growing up as uh, baseball people, don't you just want to give the ring-up call or the strike call? We've watched a million umpires do their different calls and everything. And so I just, that was mine. I I didn't think about it beforehand. I just went into it, baby, and I just rung them up. Bussy, when you join a club, and I know that this is a new experience for you, but coming in here, and, and I know you were talking before about just anything you can do to help the team win. When you're in the offseason and you're getting ready to go for you know meeting this team for the first time, when you're starting to put some things together, what are some of the things that you really want to make sure that you can accomplish when you're meeting this group and spending time with these guys to help them get ready? Well, it, it's to me, it's all about uh, being a family. I, I I love baseball. I love the players. I love these guys. And so it's it's about initially getting in there and getting to know them, getting to love them. Uh, because without the love, man, you can't um, – it's going to be tough to get respect. And um, these are such really, really good dudes, and um, you want to love them and hug them, and you can't do that nowadays. But uh, that's, that's the biggest thing is, is getting to know them, uh, gaining their respect, and um, loving them. So here we are now, basically a week out from the starts of uh, this 60-game season and what has been just a crazy, chaotic year and trying to sort everything out. But uh, I would like to know, just from a baseball sense, Tim, what kind of things that you saw from this team so far that have you uh, looking forward to the season? How do you think the, the 2020 Angels are going to be this year? Pretty good. Uh, it's such a tight, close-knit group that um, I see a lot of good things. Um, I'm not – Probably the best um, talent. Um, uh, I'm not going to be able to tell you whether a guy can uh, hit a pitch along the way or throw strikes or not. Um, we'll never do that. But um, I see exciting things. We're going to have fun. We're going to be exciting. I think we're going to uh, run all over the place and have a lot of energy. And uh, I think we're going to win a lot of ball games. Oh, we can't wait to see it all happen. Bussy, hey, thank you so much for the time. I'm looking forward to you know, hopefully getting a chance to spend a little time with you in person someday, whenever that may be. Uh, but appreciate you doing this, and uh, good luck the rest of the way, man. 
absolutely prep. Thank you. How can you not like Tim Buss? So appreciate him taking a little bit of time uh, to spend it with us. He has been a busy, busy man putting all this stuff together. And uh, you heard Joe Madden talk about all the things he's doing kind of behind the scenes uh, to make this all work. It is a, it is a really tough balancing act for a lot of people. But I tell you what, I, you know, I've been so impressed by this Angels coaching staff. And I think that, you know, there's a lot that's made about Joe Madden coming in, but what Joe brought with him, not just Tim Buss, but I think John Malley coming in in the role that he's going to have, Brian Butterfield and the role he's going to have. Uh, these are two you know, experienced coaches that have a lot of success under their belt and are, are helping really turn the tables uh, with this Angels club. And I, I think Mickey Calloway is a true game changer. What Mickey Calloway can bring to this pitching staff cannot be understated. Cal- Callaway changes everything, incredible experience. And, you know, we talk about what he was in Cleveland and the job he did there. But, you know, I've gotten a little bit of time, you know, a chance to talk with Callaway a little bit. Spent more time with him, obviously, in spring training than I have so far in summer camp. As You know, everyone's kind of keeping their distance a little bit. But I've talked to him a few times. And I am really, really impressed by Mickey Callaway. And I'm seeing the improvements on the field. I mean, you're seeing with these guys. And you don't know how everything's going to translate once big league games start. And, you know, this year there's so many more variables uh, than any normal season, but I I do think that there is going to be dramatic growth with this pitching staff, and I know I talked about the bullpen earlier, but I think the starters are going to be a lot better than people give them credit for. I think that this is a bullpen that, in my opinion, should be in the top 10 in all of baseball, and I think it's a pitching staff that's going to be in the top half. I I really do. I think that, you know, this pitching staff can be, um, you know, average, and maybe even a little bit above average. I just, I think they're that good, and if the pitching staff can be average with this lineup this angels club can be really special i think that there's a lot of good to look forward to and mickey calloway's role is not insignificant at all in this i think that calloway plays a huge part of how successful angels pitchers are going to be and you can see the growth there's i know you guys haven't been out at practice you haven't seen the scrimmages but there is tangible growth that you can see and that's coming from mickey calloway um, i think that he's a big piece and you know tony larusa's role with the angels is big time too and, and he's an advisor in the front office and he's advising you know Billy Epler and um, he is all over the place and, and you will see a lot of times that you know Joe Madden and Billy Epler and Tony LaRusso the three of them will talk about a lot of different things and you know Jonathan Stangio and, and Jonathan Strangio and Steve Martone, they're, they're a part of everything as well, assistant general managers uh, for the Angels. But, uh, boy, I, I tell you what, uh, LaRusa is very involved. He's all over the place. And, I mean, you talk about a wealth of knowledge and incredible experience and a guy that is just a winner. Tony LaRusa is that. As you know, you'll, you'll be hard pressed to find anybody that with a better baseball mind than Tony LaRusa. So I think having him uh, here with the Angels is a big deal. I really like the new names and the the, what they bring to this Angels organization as far as the coaching staff goes and the front office is part of that too with Larusa, I think it's a big deal. And I think that that stuff is going to play a huge role. And I think it already has played a huge role in this time, uh, keeping everybody together. Albert Pujols was talking about just how impressed he was by how tight-knit this clubhouse is. And Albert was talking about uh, that uh, over the past weekend, saying that like 
when you have a, a, a hiatus where you're away from your teammates for basically like four months almost, that there is a lot that could happen and guys can, you know, stray a little bit and you can kind of have clicks. And, you know, Albert said, I'm so happy with the way that this group has stayed together. And he talked about the mix of this team, the, the seasoned veterans that have had great success and the budding young stars. I think there's a really good mix in this Angels clubhouse. And Albert was talking about that and, and the unity and the togetherness. And a lot of that comes from Joe Madden, but there are a lot of other pieces in that too and you know Billy Epler has talked before about his championship standards and I I just think that that, that there's a lot of really smart people smart baseball people in the building here with the Angels and um, it's just really exciting that's why I'm so excited and so fired up to get this season going because I'm seeing all of these things you're just waiting for there to be any kind of results and you can't have a result until you have a competition and we need that competition to happen and hopefully it does soon i do want to thank everybody for joining us here on the podcast this week be sure to check out some of our other episodes if you haven't already we've had so many good conversations from like jim abbott uh, scott spezio was a really fun one we had tim salmon mark langston mark gubaza jose moda terry smith i'm forgetting some tory hunter uh, was on that was a that was great having tory hunter uh come on and, and talk on this podcast we We've had Ty Buttry on. Really good conversations. And if you want to hear more positional breakdowns, I did a big breakdown of everything uh, at spring training at the very start of camp. And uh, as far as, like, names and position battles and all that, well, not a whole lot has changed on that front. So as you're kind of gearing up for the start of the this season to begin on July 24th up in Oakland, you may want to go back and, and check that one out because we had a lot of uh, fun conversations from spring training that are, I think are still relevant today because you know we just haven't had baseball yet but once again thanks to all of you for joining us here on the angels recap podcast thanks to everybody uh the angels and at am 830 for helping put this together my name is trent rush have a great rest of your day and looking forward to catching up soon we'll see you okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.